fam. Welcome to the Prescription for Change podcast. Are you a working professional, busy mom, and tirelessly trying to bring your A-game in your career? Do you prioritize your family and their needs before your own, leaving little to no time for self-care? Do you secretly fantasize about the days you are at your physical peak and confident with your body and in your skin? Are you tired and struggling with the never-ending journey to better nutrition, physical fitness, and mental health? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then this podcast is for you. I am your host, Dr. Michelle, board-certified physician, mom of two, and your health coach. This podcast will transform the way you think about food and your health so you can break away from perfection paralysis and finally start to live your life intentionally. Let's get started. Hello, hello. I'm glad that you are joining me for another episode of Prescription for Change. I am your host, Dr. Michelle, and I will be jumping right into this week's episode. So we've talked a lot about focusing on being intentional, taking those small steps every day so that you can be able to create health in your life and eventually get to the transformation that you want, living the healthy life that you want all of the things that you've envisioned for your health in this moment, and being able to then pivot as life changes and as you age and as you grow and as circumstances change and challenges may come up, you're able to pivot. So having all of those tools or having the confidence to be able to do that, continue to move the needle in your health and um, push forward each time so that you can see that shift. And as I've talked about before, getting to your healthy life or getting to your health goals and creating health is very mundane. It's very boring. It's not sexy at all. And it's not anything that is fun-filled or invigorating. It's the small steps. It's the little things. It's the things that you do every single day that you are consistent with and that you are persistent with that you're going to be able to start to see changes over time. So you're not going to eat a salad one day and the next day you notice a huge health change. It just doesn't work that way. So it's a very slow process, but it is definitely something that's rewarding because you'd never have to start over again. And so that is the big difference between doing something that's a fad or doing any of these diets or doing any fasting is that you're focusing on the here and now and being able to have these really big wins in a short period of time. And those things are not sustainable. So I want to set you up to be able to create health that's sustainable, to be able to create health healthy steps and intentional steps that you're going to be happy about, things that are specific to you and your body and what you need in this moment, and learning how to be able to shift with that. So I wanted to focus in this season on the healthy on purpose part and being able to do that is really looking at the food. So in season one, I stayed away from or stared away from really starting with food because you can't kind of wrap your head around that piece or be able to move forward with food until you've gotten your mindset right. So I really wanted to make sure that you're thinking about health in a different way and thinking about food in a different way. And so we've talked about 
being food, um, having food insanity and what that feels like. This craze of constantly thinking about food, even when you're not hungry, not being able to know what it is that your body needs or having lost touch with intuitive eating and listening to your body. And just always you see food, you think about it, you want to eat it, as opposed to seeing food, but understanding, okay, just ate and I'm satisfied, I don't need to have this right now. So instead of having this food craze and feeling completely out of control, we talked last week about just steps that you can take to kind of look at food in a different way, and to be able to understand the different types of hunger. And that gives you a better understanding of what it is that your body needs and why you may have had problems in the past with weight gain or not being able to lose the weight that you wanted to. So today, I want to focus on what I call food focused, which is different from food insanity. Um, And the difference really is that you are focusing on the food in a time that you plan to, and really coming up with you're just creating the next step in your roadmap. So in season one, I talked about creating this roadmap or the blueprints for how to move forward, how to start thinking about health. And this is just a continuation of that as far as creating the next steps, creating the path forward for how you're going to look at food. We have been conditioned over time, and I think most of you can relate to this. And again, it's no, you know, no shame or shade against like parents or guardians or whoever raised you, but it was a different mindset then. You had food on your plate, you had to eat everything on your plate. And I remember falling asleep at the dinner table, having to eat things that I really did not want to eat. And I think as a child, a lot of times what we think about as children is, I'm not hungry, or you may not want a particular thing, but you truly don't feel hungry, so you're not going to eat. And like I said, when you're born, unless you have some inborn error of metabolism or some some genetic disorder that prevents you from doing so, we are born to eat intuitively. We, as infants, eat intuitively. So infants will cry when they're hungry, and they'll push away from the bottle or nipple when they're done. And we move away from that because as adults or somewhere along the way, we've learned this, like just eating what's on your plate, um, making sure that, you know, you're not wasting any food. And of course, you don't want to waste anything, but really just not paying attention to when your body is hungry and when your body is full. So we lose touch with that. And it's very easy to kind of push those limits when we're not listening to our body. So you just kind of lose all sense of, you know, what you need to do, and when you're actually full, when you're satisfied. And so just getting back to that. But when you're focusing on the food in a way that is intentional, it takes away from the craze or the feeling of, I have absolutely no control over what it is that I'm eating, or I can't help it. Like now I I have a snack attack, I need to raid the pantry or raid the fridge and eat everything in sight, because I'm so hungry, your body has felt starved. And it truly has been if you're starving yourself, 
in the sense that your body doesn't know when the next meal is coming in, then of course you're going to feel that way. So being able to focus on food at a time that is intentional and being able to think about it in a thoughtful way. So in that moment, right? And when you do this, it's kind of planning on the front end so that you minimize the worry or the craze or the insanity on the back end or in the moment. So think about when you have, you know, you may have toddlers or an infant, a toddler, a school-age child, um, depending on how many children you have, or just when you have an infant and all of the things that go into, like all of your attention that shifted from things that you used to do before for yourself to now things that you're doing for your children or your child. And it really just changes the way that we do things. It changes maybe your opportunity to work out or to be physically active or to de-stress and go out with friends or to be able to um, enjoy a really good meal and thinking about things in a different way. Everything is always a rush, right? So you have three kids, you need to, you know, drop them off at daycare, at school, you need to hurry and get to work. And you're working a nine to five, or maybe even longer hours, depending on what it is that you do. You're pushing the limits in your career, then you have to rush back to go pick them up before day daycare closes, or before they start charging you $5 a minute, for every time that you're late. And it's the constant stress and the worry about trying to make everything perfect for your children and setting them up for success that you kind of just fall to the wayside, right? Your needs and your health and what it is that you want to do just doesn't even come to the forefront or it doesn't even, it's not even a thought, doesn't even matter. And so that drives a lot of the drive-through meals. It's now late. Uh, I need to, you know, get the kids a bath and to bed and set up for the next day. You're exhausted. You're worried about the meeting that you have the next morning and how you're going to get all that done. And nobody has time to cook a five-course meal or chef, you know, type meal. And you just don't have the time nor do you care to spend the the free time that you have or a few minutes that you have in the kitchen creating a meal. And so it's a drive-through or something quick, which we all know. I mean, if you're doing that once in a while, fine. Anything that you're eating once in a while or in moderation isn't going to kill you. But it's the getting into the habit that's now creating a habit of constantly rushing, constantly stressed, constantly thinking about I don't have anything planned for food, I'm just going to go and grab this, which is not being mindful about what it is that you're eating. And so really changing your mindset and shifting the focus on when you're going to look at food so that you're not worried about it. With a little bit of planning and making some small changes, you can completely change the trajectory or how your evening goes. And then that can change how you sleep at night. And that can change how you start your morning the next day. And then it goes on and on into the next day. So really being able thinking about this as creating a new habit, you're already in a habit of something that you may not like or may not want to do unless you're completely fine with going through a drive through and eating your meals every single day and you're happy with that. Cool. If not, then just being able to focus on it in the beginning or come up with a plan is going to be helpful. So the first point I want to um, 
suggest is looking at food that is going to serve your body, right? So that's a good place to start. You may say, well, I go through a McDonald's or Burger King, or I go to Popeye's or KFC or any other number of different um, drive throughs that you have around you or fast food that you have around you because you don't have time and you just need something to eat so that you're not having to think about it and you can get that done. Um, so looking at food that is going to serve your body is a great place to start because obviously those fast food places are not serving your body. They're not, it's, it's so processed and there's so many other additives in there and things that are causing weight gain, inflammation in your joints, um, bubble guts, maybe you're not digesting things properly or you have bloating or any other number of issues, right? <clears throat> And we all know as we age, those things start to compound or you start to realize different things that irritate your belly that didn't before. At least for me, that was the case. So knowing what things make you feel good and what things don't make you feel good is going to be a great place to start because then you can start eliminating some things and really being mindful about what things you want to start adding in. So it may be that you like vegetables, but you just don't know how to be able to create that in a way that's going to be enjoyable and going that you're going to like, right? So first, let's look at a list of foods that are going to serve your body well. These are things that are really going to be starting with the macronutrients. So your protein, your healthy fats, your fiber, what are some of each of those food groups that you can incorporate? Um, those are going to be your nutrient dense foods, the things that are going to help to fill you um, and satisfy you without having a large amount of calories that are in there. So you can eat something that's 150 calories. So that could be a bag of chips, or it could be um, you know, half a, a chicken breast, right? So I don't know how many calories that actually is. But the point is, one thing is going to actually fill you a little bit more than the other and the calorie equivalent can be the same. So nutrient dense foods are typically going to, going to be things that are going to satisfy your body in a different way and feed you in a different way. One is quicker than the other, which is why we tend to go to the more processed quick foods that are already packaged. So also looking at how it's going to fill in those nutritional gaps. There's no way that any of us, even the most healthy person, can eat all of the macronutrients and micronutrients that your body needs in a day. So the total recommended daily amounts that you need um, that nutritionists and dietitians have come up with, there's no way that you could possibly get all of that in in one day. But being able to just think about what things you actually need will get you a little bit closer, right? So if you're getting some of those things in each day, at least it will get you closer to what it is that you need on a day-to-day, -day, and that can improve your health. So those three things under looking at what's going to serve your body, what's going to be nutrient-dense, do they include the macronutrients, are they going to help to fill in some of those nutritional gaps? So that's the first point. Second point is looking at foods that you currently prefer or enjoy. Now, you may say, well, I like fried chicken, and I've been told fried chicken is not great. I like fried chicken too. And I actually love fried chicken. But looking at how you can still eat those things, 
but finding a way that's going to be a little bit more healthy than what we've previously been taught. So if you are going to eat those foods and that's something that you enjoy and you're thinking about eating that every week, maybe instead of buying the fried chicken from the grocery store or making it where you're frying it in a vat of oil, like corn oil or vegetable oil, you can think about maybe preparing it in the same way if you're doing it yourself or using an air fryer or um, conventional oven on high heat so that you get the same effect of frying. You still have that crispiness and all the flavor without having all of the excess oil that's in there. And it's the oil um, and the processed foods or additives that are going to make you not feel good, that causes inflammation, that causes issues with digestion, and that can cause weight gain, right? So looking at how can you take out all of that excess or the oils that aren't really so great and being able to create the same foods that you love and enjoy or that you may find comfort in, but cooking it in a different way. So you're going to have that same taste and be able to enjoy it the same, but cooking it in a different way. And I know for some of you that can be a little bit much to kind of wrap your head around and be able to say, okay, I can do this in a different way. Sorry if you hear my dog in the background sleeping (laughs) Um, and snoring. But anyway, um, so just being able to think about or really change your mindset about how you can prepare food and it can taste good. It can be done in a different way. So when I am cooking my meals and I typically on Sunday, if I like to make a traditional Um, Jamaican dinner or breakfast and I think about how can I make this faster like I really don't want to make brown stew chicken or curry chicken and stand over the stove for six hours to cook it down I have an instapot and so the first time I did that I did not tell my mom or my grandma that I made it in an instapot and just see what they would say and they loved it so that is a way that I can make the food that I enjoy, that is comforting to me, that is part of my background and tradition and culture, and still be able to get the same flavors and enjoy the food, be able to eat that um, in a way that is going to be one, um, not time consuming, where it's going to be more time efficient, but also give me the things that I enjoy. So that's just one example of that. Um, But it really also helps you to be mindful about being able to find foods that are going to be filling and healthy, and just cooking it in a different way can really shift how you um, move in your health and how to be able to move forward in your health. Okay, so number three, looking at your specific needs. So we're moving from more general, when we talked about just looking at what foods will serve your body, to looking at foods that you prefer, to now looking at your specific needs. What is it that you need in this season? Are you looking to improve your immunity? Do you want to optimize your digestive health? Are you looking to get more vitamin D? Do you feel like you're in a brain fog or can't focus at work? Do you need to be able to sleep better? 
Do you need to be able to have more energy so that you can work out? Like, what is it that you specifically need to be able to change your health or to move your health forward? So when you start looking at specific needs, now you can narrow down those foods. You've looked at what's going to serve your body, what foods you prefer, and now looking at what are some things that you can incorporate within those groups that are going to serve your specific needs in this season. I... I'm a pediatrician and I'm at work, so I'm clinical, still seeing patients. And of course, during the winter months or during cold and flu season, I'm going to see lots of kiddos who have colds and flus and stomach bugs and strep throat and all kinds of stuff that I don't want to get. I want to make sure that my immunity and my immune system are working at its very best, especially during these months, because I just don't want to get sick. I mean, nobody really wants to get sick, but certainly when you're exposed to it day in and day out, you want to make sure you're not catching one thing after the other. So I focus on my immune health, especially in this season of time. Um, So looking at things like vitamin C, what are going to be some foods? What are the foods that are going to be nutrient dense that I enjoy that I can eat? I love kiwi. And if you don't already know, Oranges are not the highest food, um, highest content of vitamin C. Actually, kiwi has a lot more vitamin C than oranges do. Um, So that is something that you may not even have on your radar or you may not have tried, but now you can say, hey, I'll go and try some kiwi. Um, And either way, if it's the green or the golden kiwi, Um, great source of vitamin D, great source of fiber as well. Um, You can leave some of the skin on or all of it if you want. Um, Great in smoothies. So, so many different ways that you can eat it. But there are a plethora of fruits and veggies out there that you probably haven't tried that are readily available. And you can give those things a try. So with a little bit of like just looking at what you need and what things will kind of fill that gap, right? Um, What's going to help you? So I'm not saying I eat kiwi all day, every day in the winter months, but it's something that I've added in. um, And when I'm able to get it, I get it. So um, you may want more or better joint health. You're walking outside or you're walking your dog and you want to make sure that you can be able to do those things or go up the stairs without feeling achy. Um, So you may want to look at things that are higher in vitamin D or just getting outside so you can get exposure to the sun to get vitamin D. You may want to improve um, your hair. Maybe you notice your hair is thinning or you are noticing some wrinkles in your skin. So incorporating collagen um, for brain food, getting omega-3s and concentration. So just really being specific, looking at the foods that are going to serve specific things that you are looking for. And that's being mindful. That is a step in, you know, it takes a little bit of time and a little bit of research and you're looking at different things or maybe just talking to different people, but you're able to then now narrow it down to what are some foods that are going to serve you in this season. And that can change depending on what your needs are. It doesn't have to be the same three things that you're eating every day, but just being a little bit more mindful about that and being willing to incorporate new things in and try something different. Okay, so the last thing I want to go over in being food focused is just all of this is coming up with a plan. 
with a little bit of planning, like I said, on the front end, it saves you a lot of time and frustration and illness on the back end. So meal planning is very different from meal prep. The prep is the actual like action of getting the food ready and cooking it. Meal planning is really just now thinking about what meals you'd like to have. You've thought about the foods that are going to serve you. You've thought about the foods that you prefer and enjoy. And then now you've thought about the foods that are going to be specific to your needs at this time. So now you come up with a plan. What are you going to eat in general Monday through Friday during the week? Maybe you order out once or twice in a week as opposed to five days a week. And starting small, being intentional. If you eat out every single day, then it may not be um, the best thing to say, well, now I'm just going to go six days a week cooking my meals. That's probably going to last not even a week before you go back to what you were doing before. Take things slow, take things in small chunks, take things that or do things in steps that are going to be feasible and that are going to make you successful so that you can move forward, right? I want to make sure that you're succeeding and that you're seeing those changes. And when you make those small changes, they compound, right? So coming up with a plan, very easy to do, probably doesn't take longer than five minutes, looking at what it is that you want to eat. And then what are the things that maybe your family or if you're cooking for a family, if it's just like two of you, or if it's, you know, seven of you is going to be very different on how your plan looks. But taking the time to plan so that you Don't run into the, I have nothing in the house and now I have to go through a drive-thru because that's going to be the fastest thing to feed myself and feed my kids and make sure that everyone is happy and preventing any meltdowns, whether it's your kids or you melting down or all of you. Um, So just taking that time to plan makes a big difference. Now, the planning doesn't mean that you have to stick to this meal plan or you're creating a meal plan and you can't veer from it. It just means that you are now prepared. So when you go to the grocery store, you do your shopping, or if you're doing your Instacart, however you get your food, that you can now say, okay, these are the meals in general that I'm planning to do. You make sure that you have yourself um, prepared or stocked with those items. And then if you need to make a shift, fine, you can make a shift, but you can create you have some wiggle room in there to be able to create meals that are going to be simple and easy to do at home. um, And you already know what you're doing. It's not kind of looking through and trying to decide in the moment, and then you get frustrated. So those are the things that I have for you today. I want you to shift from food insanity, being crazed about food, always thinking about food, feeling like you always have to eat or participate in whatever is there um, for lack of having control or feeling like you have no control to getting a little bit more control over over the situation by being intentional. All of this is about being intentional, focusing on food in a different way, looking at food in a different way, more about how it can serve you and how it can help you as opposed to trying to stay away from certain things and avoid certain things. Because of course, we all know that's when you want it more, right? Someone tells you you can't have something, that's the exact thing that you want, even if you didn't want it before. So um, focusing on food and looking at it in a different way so that you're able to create health in your life moving forward. 
All right, y'all, that's what I have for you today. That was a whole lot, but just continuing on with our um, being able to just live healthy on purpose and being intentional in every single way and shifting um, your health a small percentage every single day, you're going to see that transformation in the end and just being consistent with that. All right, y'all, cheers to your health.